from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Screeners. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And we're back again to talk all things media. We'll be discussing Christopher Guest's mascots, as well as Marvel's latest Doctor Strange. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm sure we have lots to say. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can check out our Facebook page, search for The Screeners, and send us an email to ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll jump right into our main event. Welcome to the main event. Our first review tonight will be of the new Christopher Guest movie that has gotten a straight-to-Netflix release. It's entitled Mascots. Mascotting is not unlike a marriage in that it's about cooperation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about listening. Yeah. Um, it, it, even if people are screaming at you, you're not allowed to talk. And it, that's a good lesson for a marriage. Yeah. You know? Hundreds of mascots wanted to compete in this year's competition. We finally narrowed it down to 20 finalists. I went to the Fluffies five years ago. I got honorable mention. That's like first place, really, but it's it's a weird first place. I'm crazy about you. That's really sweet. I'll take that over some guy, you know, defecating on my head. Hmm. <laughs> IMDb has almost outdone itself on this description. Um, I, I'm going to read it, even though it might take me a while. The entirety of the description on IMDb is a look into the world of competitive mascots. That's wow. it. That's all you get. What else do you need? I mean, what else do you need? It's, really? it's played yeah. completely straight. Uh, but no, okay. All right. That's true. So Christopher Guest, as I hope all of our audience knows, and if you don't, it's just a shame and you really have some wonderful, delightful catching up to do. Yes, Christopher do. Guest is legendary for his mockumentaries, for Spinal Tap, for Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, the list goes on. So this latest, um, this latest mockumentary is exactly what IMDb just told us. And we all sat down and watched it on Netflix over the past couple weeks. And so we'll start off with Daniel. What did you think of Mascots? So on our last episode, we reviewed Jack Reacher Never Go Back. And even though these two movies have nearly nothing in common, I, I'm really worried of repeating myself because my opinion of both Mascots and Jack Reacher 2 are dangerously similar. I watched Mascots three weeks ago when it came out, and I I thought about rewatching it before our, our review, but I just decided it wasn't worth it at all. Um I just this movie is is not horrible by any means, but it is just so unremarkable that I have nearly nothing to say about it. It's just below average. It's um, it's just dull. It's I don't think I ever really laughed. Um, it was mildly humorous. That's kind of the best thing I can say about it is, you know, I I thought some of the situations were sort of funny um, and that's that's about it. Um, and let me say, I really like Christopher Guest movies. I think Best in Show is incredible. I, I love a lot of his movies, but um, so it's not like I don't get the humor or anything like that. It's just this wasn't funny to me. It felt so recycled. It felt so generic. There was nothing original here. And, and I, I, I can't even remember anything in particular. Nothing stood out to me, good or bad, uh, uh, other than it not being very funny. So I just really don't have much to say about it. This was kind of just kind of a non-event here. Um so just like Jack Reacher, I just I really don't have much to say. I, I look forward to reacting to all of your thoughts on the film. Hopefully, you guys have more in-depth feelings. But for me, it's just kind of like I will not. I in in two weeks, I won't remember that this film even existed. So there you go. Well, that is very painful <laughs> to all those people who spent their life honing their art. They got paid for it, though. I'm sure they feel okay. No, uh, being a mascot is a is a very underappreciated profession. That Jeff. is mm. that is true. I, well, I, Josh, right. I, 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 I need to break to you. This isn't real. This isn't this isn't a real documentary. You so take you that back. That, right? <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth, Daniel. So before I react to that, I will go ahead and pitch to Chad. Chad, how about you? Any any redeeming qualities for mascots? For sure. Another movie of of uh, Christopher Guest that I really enjoy is A Mighty Wind. Yeah, I forgot they're that one. just really really clever, and it seems that a lot of the 
a lot of the conceit that he conceits that he plays with are usually based around some sort of competition or some obscure kind of thing. As someone who sings and has competed in a barbershop quartet contest, let me say that many of these kinds of contests that you seem very obscure actually do happen. There are colorful characters, and it's certainly rich to be mined for, for comedy. The problem, I think, with this movie in particular is that it's almost two hours long, right at two hours long. And so uh, it, it, it fe- you start to feel the length, and I think the missed opportunity was they spend, in my opinion, a really inordinate amount of time at the competition, but showing, like, the mascots in action. And without going into spoilers about what a lot of them, what they do, the idea is usually a lot funnier than the execution. And so when you're three minutes into, you know, a mascot who's a fireman and he's climbing a ladder and he's doing all this other stuff, it's cute, but it very quickly becomes boring. And so this is probably the first guest movie that I can remember other than maybe For Your Consideration, which I think is a little better than this, where I really just found myself bored. It wasn't funny enough for sure. I think the two standouts, I'm not as down on it as Daniel, the two standouts for me are um, are Zach Woods and Sarah Baker. They're a married couple. Uh, Zach Woods is, is in Silicon Valley as the tall kind of dorky Jared. Uh, guy, Jared. And yeah. um, I had a f- several laugh out loud moments in their interaction oh, yeah. with each other. I mean, just laugh out loud, hysterically funny. And I feel like that's what was missing is we didn't get as much time with the even in a two-hour movie with these characters just being together in their day-to-day lives because it was so focused on the competition. And that can work. It's just in this case, it didn't work as much. They just It just wasn't – the conceit ran out of gas for me. I don't think it's completely forgettable. I do think it has redeeming qualities. A lot of these actors are supremely talented and funny, but – I do have to agree with Daniel. I don't imagine I would revisit this because it was overall a disappointment for me just just from a laugh ratio. You know, out of the two hours, I had four or five laugh-out-loud moments, but that was it. And so overall, I have to say I was was pretty disappointed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, how about you? Well, I think it's really telling, Chad, when you say that you think this movie was was like two hours long or longer uh, it was barely 90 minutes. Is that actuality. true? Is that true? Um, and um, oh it, it is, it yeah, exactly. Hundred telling an hour you, and 29 minutes. Yeah. What so is wrong it, with me? Yeah. So that that it actually really in, encapsulates very well how I felt about this. Um, I feel like you know the Christopher Guest stuff has just kind of been. It, it hit kind of a. It did real. This is Spinal Tap, one of the very best all time mm-hmm. period right i mean it's amazing everybody knows this one goes to 11 i mean Wasn't that is like first of its kind like he was yeah around with that's that what I'm saying that's what i'm saying yeah. so and and then he's tried to recreate that and and has done so with quite a bit you know some, some really good ones best in show i, I thought was was what, very good for My Man is also a classic no doubt mm-hmm. i understand but i'm just saying for me anyway he's had more recently anyway a lot of misses and i feel like these last couple have just been really here here's here's what i was going to say and this is what i felt like uh for me was true anyway i think he really needs to drop the christopher guest troop i feel like i these characters um these actors although they're fantastic and wonderful i did not enjoy the ones that have been in his repertoire for so long as much as the new ones like you said like zach woods and sarah baker i really feel like it would just be better and there would be new life breathed in um and i wouldn't feel like i've already seen this so many times if we were just to have some different actors and there are so many wonderful actors that could do very well in this sort of of a universe i just feel like for me anyway i had already seen these actors and these even these characters uh, already on screen before and several times i was like i've already seen that? i feel like may have already have i watched this movie before um it just it, for me there just wasn't enough to make this thing distinct from the other things and it really like you said the the time to laugh ratio uh was pretty low but it's the, i always was laughing the most 
when I was seeing the brand new actors who had not been a part of Christopher Guest's stuff before, or maybe just very little of his stuff before. I think they brought a fresh uh, feeling to it rather than it being something that I just feel like was stale and he's just trying to get back to. So that's just my feeling on it. I think overall, if you're a fan of the kind of dry uh, mockumentary style um, stuff, this could be a good like Saturday afternoon watch just to kind of relax and chill or Sunday afternoon, but it really isn't something that I would ever say to somebody, oh man, you got to watch mascots. Wait, Chris, so are you saying this is a Netflix and chill kind of movie? Oh, oh Lord. Oh dear. Ringing endorsement. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess I'm the last one here. And since it sounds, it's been an echo chamber so far and everyone has said almost the same things. Um, I can, only agree with most of most of what you've been saying. I will have to admit that when we got to the uh, the actual mascot competition, I I might have fallen asleep for most <laughs> of that part of the movie. The the interviews most as movie, isn't it? Uh, huh? what, what 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 is what time does that begin? Because I feel like it's most of the movie. It's about, it wrong feels enough? like it's no. Half. It takes a while. Third <laughs> it there. Third of it. Yeah. I saw some of the uh, some of the opening acts for the mascots. Let's just put it that way. Um, but I think that's a good point you bring up, Chris, that, that the, uh, new actors are the standouts, Zach Woods and Sarah Baker. And no one mentioned Chris O'Dowd yet, but I love Chris O'Dowd. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my nostalgia for the IT crowd, but he's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, all of, all of what you said, except Daniel, man, you're, you're just, you're hurting Christopher Guest's heart. That was just really, really harsh. And it hurts my heart, but... (laughs) I gotta speak the truth. Are you a fan of his his other movies? Or I mean, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that earlier. I'm a fan, of, especially of Best in Show. Um, the only one I haven't seen, to my knowledge, is, is a Mighty Wind. I haven't seen that one. Um, oh man, that's it's good. But Waiting for Guffman good. is great. Spinal Tap, of course, is is incredible and classic. Um, so yeah, I, I I love his other movies. So it's not it has nothing to do with that. I actually never saw Waiting for Guffman. I know. Oh, I know. it's I need great. To do that. Yeah. Best in Show is a good comparison here, though, because you have. You know this three-panel judge group in here, and one or you know John Michael Higgins and Jane Lynch. Except in this in this scenario, I challenge you to watch any of the judging and the judges' interaction and find anything remotely close to funny. There maybe is and one the, thing. Oh in there. no no no! Um, oh, who was that? I, I, I've, uh, sorry, you keep thinking, Josh, but like the, the I kept um, comparing it to um, oh shoot, what's that uh, that acapella? Yeah, you keep thinking. The, the acapella, <laughs> I know. No, not Glee. The 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 um, the movie. The oh yeah movies. yeah, uh, Pitch, Pitch Perfect. Perfect. Pitch Perfect. I keep I kept thinking of that because those the, the same actors are in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was just weird. I had like a moment of like crossover. Like, wait a minute, are, what universe am I in? And that's what I'm saying. This movie just felt so recycled. And I know yeah. like he's recycling a lot of his own stuff. So give him some credit here. But it's but it, it just I've seen all of this before. You know, there's nothing worthwhile. I just I would never. I wouldn't recommend this. I just say, hey, go watch Best in Show. Like, sure. and it's I, just not. I think that's fair, but I, I also don't. I'm not as deeply into the camp of don't recycle the concept here because ultimately, if this movie were hilarious and it still had the same characters and the same judges and the same blah blah blah, we would we would still like it. Now we may comment that it feels not new or fresh, but this biggest sure. sin of this comedy is just that it's not funny. It wasn't exactly. That's the and biggest I, problem. Yeah. Exactly. I, th- I think that's true. But I think the reason why it's not funny is because I feel like it's recycled. Like, I feel like I've seen this movie before and I just is like, I know what's happening. I understand the formula almost to a hilarious. <laughs> I mean, no, that's funny in a comedy, but almost to a hilarious like, I, OK, I know what's coming next. Right. Oh, yeah, they're going to make a, a, a comment about furries now. Oh, OK, yeah, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one yeah. of those like and, I, I and just I think that was that was a big appeal for a lot of his earlier movies is because they're improv it, it was so fresh and felt like right. movies aren't like this but now i mean how old are, are, are those movies i mean spinal tap is from the 80s i mean this uh Batson show and all those were the early early 2000 late 90s early 2000s like it's it's been a long time this isn't new anymore so the the interestingness of uh of improv is kind of worn off a little bit so i don't know you were saying that you guys were saying that the judges weren't funny though but ed begley jr his entire monologue delivered completely deadpan was that that was a little funny come on 
I mean, the, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, <laughs> but it's but it's, all we it's, can it's, do. But it's yeah. funny to me. It's funny in a way where I appreciate how funny it is without actually laughing at it. And so it, you know, I get it. I that's know a why tough it's, space to be in. I know. I mean, I know why it's funny, and I can appreciate that's a really well written you know, monologue or joke without actually being surprised or delighted enough to like really laugh at it. Overall, it's, you know, it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's yeah. not as bad as we're making it sound. I don't, it's think. not it. And it is after all part of your Netflix subscription. So we should probably move <laughs> on though. Well, I hey, guess I, even with a mini review, huh? I don't think we should oh. undersell that guys. I think we have become super jaded. We live, yeah, we, in, have. we live in a world now where we're getting theatrical quality releases directly to our inter- internet on a subscription where we pay like 10 bucks a month or whatever. And that's yep. awesome. And five years ago, that would have been unheard of. So yay for Netflix anyway, because this is great. Agreed. Okay, yay. so I, I feel like even for a mini <laughs> review, we go around and say, should everyone watch it, I, I guess? So Daniel... Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a bad movie. It's really not. I said that in my review. It's not bad. It's just completely forgettable. So, you know, if you like Christopher Guest movies, give this a try. You'll you'll find it sort of funny, but don't go out of your way. You know, if you have something better to watch, watch it. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's that's about the best I can say about it. Go rewatch Best in Show. All right, super, Chad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is this. I find this one difficult because you because you have a Netflix subscription. Sure, if you've got a queue full of stuff and nothing is inspiring you at the moment, you know it's been sitting there for a while. Uh, you could do worse than this. It's well made. There are laughs to be had. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And the premise is 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 intriguing. So sure, but don't go out of your way because it is. I agree with Daniel. It's not funny enough, and it is it is rather unfor- uh, unremarkable. Chris. If you're a fan of Christopher Guest's other stuff, sure, check it out. But I think there are so many other things on Netflix. You already have Netflix. Uh, you probably haven't watched that I would recommend before this. So go watch Black Mirror or yes. go watch Jessica Jones or Daredevil. Uh, there's a lot of really, really great stuff on Netflix. Apple Store and oranges. This, this, is just, um, this is just kind of mediocre. Apples to oranges, but yeah. we'll yeah. Watch we'll Daredevil instead of this. No, I'll your put point you in the was place. your your point was was that you know with Netflix and we have all this amazing stuff, and that's true. But this is just the mediocre of that great stuff. There's there's some I don't, I don't know we well, haven't I talked mean, about like, it, but there's this new series called The Crown on oh, here. Yes. I watched the first episode of that, and it is amazing. It's great. It's so anyway, anyway, so I, like, just saying, there's a lot of great stuff. To go watch Portlandia or something, and instead like. Those are completely different categories of anyways, point taken. (laughs) And I will echo everyone else except to say that if you are a Christopher Guest fan, this is funny, not as funny as some of his others. If you haven't seen a Christopher Guest movie and are wondering what everything's about, you should really go watch one of the others we've mentioned. Can I did uh, does does it seem like Josh liked this movie more than the rest of us? Is that what's happening here? Yes, maybe a little bit. I wow. mean, I, I, it seems based on how much you guys have been taking, you know, taking it to the woodshed. I, I wasn't a huge <laughs> fan, but it, it had its laughs. It had funny parts. And I slept through the part that was boring. So <laughs> let's move on. Dr. Strange, you think you know how the world works? What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. We harness energy and shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? How did you become a doctor? Study and practice. Here's the bit. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? I've spent so many years peering through time. Looking for you.
The IMDb description of Doctor Strange reads, A former neurosurgeon embarks on a journey of healing only to be drawn into the world of the mystic arts. So our latest Marvel movie is introducing us to a new character, Doctor Stephen Strange. It's another origin story. We've seen origin stories, I don't know, once or twice before in movie history. Um, so I don't know, is this something new? So I'm curious to see what you guys' thoughts are. This is, I counted, this is our sixth superhero movie of the year. Yay for Josh. Um, of the year. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm very curious to see what you guys think. Um, so we will start with Chris. What did you think of Doctor Strange? I honestly had not seen a whole lot about this movie. Um, I'd seen a trailer or two. Uh, I just wanted to keep because I honestly, of all the Marvel uh, superheroes, this is the one I know about the least. Um, yeah, I'm very familiar with Deadpool and uh, know a lot about Spider-Man and the Avengers and all that jazz. And so uh, Doctor Strange just was a character I wasn't all that familiar with. And so I wanted to come in fresh with this and then do some you know exploration of his comic book afterwards. I've got to say, um, I'm a huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he is awesome. I love most everything that he has been in, specifically Sherlock, the BBC series, um, which is incredible. I actually, I love this movie. I, I had a really great time with it. The, this movie is very familiar. It's very, very familiar themes because it is an origin story. But I really had a good time with it. It was a great mashup of things like The Matrix and typical um, uh, superhero origin story. But man, the visuals were really great. I, I, I had a great time with that. I saw it in a huge theater, Dolby Atmos uh, sound. And it was just, it was trippy at times and uh, funny and i just i had a really good time it's different than anything in the marvel universe now we've kind of gone from guardians of the galaxy which is more the 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 alien side of things and then we've got the avengers who take care of earth and now this is the more magic side of the marvel universe so i think it's uh the the best uh, harry potter movie i've seen uh i really i really <laughs> liked it i had a good i had a good time with it i really did Excellent. and it was, good to, it was good to see hannibal again by the way uh, I, I i love him mads mickelson mm, of course you like that I, so that was a a shockingly <laughs> positive review from Chris. So uh, let's move uh, to the opposite side of that coin. Josh, what did you think of Doctor Strange? I'm really the opposite side of the Chris coin. Mm-hmm. Do I really have to be locked on the coin with him? Is that... <laughs> I don't make the rules. Uh-huh. It's true. Fair enough. So I was forced to see Doctor Strange in IMAX 3D because I went with a group of people. And they were like, we're going to see an IMAX 3D and it's going to be great. And the screen was big, but am I the only one who finds 3D apart from a couple standouts, like maybe Life of Pi and Star Wars was done well in 3D. And for me, 3D it's... is in, in general very distracting. Like if something is slightly off center, it's double vision or is that just my eyesight? It, that wasn't that my. I'm very sensitive to 3D, but in in this particular screening that I saw it in, I I didn't have any problems. It, it was trippy enough for me that it you know it, it kept up. But it was very trippy. There was there was so much Inception going on in that movie that I don't, I can't even. It, yeah, it's it's like they took the special <laughs> effects from from the end of Inception and said we're going to do oh, that come on. for an no, hour and a half. No, no, and no, it's no. going to be great, and everyone's going to love it. Oh my gosh. Shut up, everyone else. We're going to do it. I am, in some ways, a sucker for anything that remotely has a tie-in to existentialism or philosophy in general. And there's a little bit of that there. There's a little bit of Eastern culture appropriation, because we love to do that. I'm coming to accept the fact, slowly, that every Marvel superhero is a wise guy, is sarcastic. And not only that, is the same kind of wise guy, has the same sense of humor, is written by the same angry nerd in a back room somewhere. I really wish they had unique personalities. uh, But other than that, it was fine. It was a Marvel movie. There were a lot of special effects, like you said, Chris. I'm trying to think if any of his lines that are the same as all the other lines were funny. Uh, Yeah, not really. Searching for that one line. Yeah, I'm trying, but I'm coming up short. Overall, he was, it, he was, it was brutal. Come on, man. He, there, at the beginning, he did some things that my audience did not like, and I, I found interesting that they were willing to do with a 
character, a hero who was going to be a hero. They didn't even just, take. Go ahead. Just, just that he was a a mean person. Yes, yes, yes. Very mean. Yeah, Tony Stark. Such, a, I mean, seems playing such a mean character. He is. Yeah, I I will second the fact that I knew absolutely nothing about Doctor Strange as a character. Yeah. Um. And after seeing his backstory, I I don't know. I I don't particularly like him. He's okay. <laughs> Okay. I, I have I have wow. I have very kind of middle of the road things to say about the movie. It wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie. It was enjoyable for what it was. It was a superhero movie. It's just Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have a couple, maybe two, maybe three good movies, good, enjoyable, funny, entertaining, paced well movies. And then there's all the rest of them. So and is this one of them or not? No, this was not one of them. Oh really? Okay. This one right. was okay, but it wasn't anything outstanding. Huh. Uh, so that that's okay. that's my take. Well, you didn't hate it, so you know what? Progress. Progress. <laughs> true. Uh, true. It was no Avengers two. I, oh, I second Iron that. Three. I second that. So Chad, what did you think of Doctor Strange? I, I was just looking because I I don't check Rotten Tomato scores until after I've seen the movie. Oh, I didn't look either. I'm curious. And so it currently sits at a 90% um, yes. on top critics and a 91%. So it appears as if most people are really enjoying it. My hypothesis for that is, and one of my one of the things I do like uh, about it, or I'll, I'll give it credit for, is it does at least have the trappings of feeling different and somewhat unique from a lot of the more recent Marvel entries. Now, at its core, as you've already stated, it is still an origin story. It is still someone's trying to save the universe from utter destruction. And spoilers, I want to talk about how he does that, by the way, sure. which is wonderful. Yeah. I, I agree. That was very cool. But, but it's still, at its core, it has a lot of those same elements. But it doesn't feel as if it's a retread. It doesn't feel yeah. like more of the same. Uh, to its credit, I will also say, unlike Josh, I think that seeing this movie in 3D is a must. Now, he, he Absolutely. Josh may have had some some technical issues that maybe others uh, wouldn't have or didn't have in their viewing, but I saw it. Uh, I didn't see it in IMAX 3D, but I saw it in just you know a standard uh, 3D theater, and it was gorgeous. It was absolutely not just gorgeous, but very intricate. You can see in the trailers, it very much has an Inception vibe of, you know, cities falling in on themselves. But the way that they do it, I can't imagine how much this movie cost or how many visual effects were in this. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the sheer number on the screen. Uh, I was actually is, distracted at one point thinking, how much render time oh, did yeah, this man. take? It's, it's, and yeah. it's breathtaking. It's not superfluous. It's not done in a way that... It's just eye candy. It's serving the story. It's talking about the arcs of the characters as they explore their powers and how they they fight and engage with each other. And so from that from that aspect, I really did enjoy that part of it. Maybe the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie, I, I felt like I really liked it. Um, but the longer that it went, I just couldn't fully embrace it. Like... I, for me, this is akin to something like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. When I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I went in very much like this one, didn't know anything about it necessarily, and walked out like a breath of fresh air, just hilarious, fun, great action, loved the characters. And I was hoping this would be more of that, not, not necessarily from the comedic standpoint, but just feeling fresh and different in the universe. And I feel like it just didn't quite go far enough because of the constraints of the origin story. Um, I love Benedict Cumberbatch, thought he was great. But it's weird, though, this movie is two hours and ten minutes long, and I actually checked this time, so it's not just 90 minutes. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, there's a lot of strange stuff in there. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't pay off. Ah, like his, his, but I'm bummed. Yeah, hey, like his, uh, his girlfriend, for example. Yeah. Uh, like, she, why is she even in this movie? They, they set up some things at the beginning that never pay off. She gets really short shrift as far as... Um, what happens from essentially two-thirds to the end. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And so there's just like a lot of these weird kind of disconnect things. Uh, I thought his training section was too brief, even in a 10-hour mm. and 10-minute movie. It's like, no, what is this? It's crazy. And all of a sudden, I'm the man. It just felt kind of half-baked in a lot of areas. And so while I, while I think this is a clear step in the right direction, 
uh, and I like it. It's a lukewarm like. It's not like a, man, I love it. I can't wait to see it again, except for you should see this movie in the theater, in IMAX, in 3D, because visually it is really something special. But that's yeah. but that's really the only thing I could say to, to like fully recommend it because I wanted to like it a lot more than I did. And for me, ultimately, I was just kind of like, okay, it's serviceable. It's fine. One of the other things yeah. – I'm sorry. I know, I know Daniel, you're going to go. But one of the things, too, I wanted to say and I forgot to say is that I like that this actually felt – standalone too um like a lot of the marvel a lot of the marvel movies nowadays feel like they are they have to shoehorn in uh you know the the next movie or uh they have to do some sort of like uh weird character cameo that doesn't make any sense to the story that's going on i feel like they were doing their own thing here and even the the post-credit sequences i felt like were all in this one doctor strange universe Obviously, there were callbacks, but nothing like major plot points where I was like, oh, my gosh, really? Uh, Kevin Feige had to get his hands over that and say, no, no, you've got to set up, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I, I, I think it was I think it was really quite good. The the bulk of the movie was focused on what it wanted to do rather than like the Marvel universe as a whole. So I like that. Did you see yeah. the post credits? Yes, yeah, the, I did. The second yes. one, I agree with you, Chris, but the first one, the mid credit sequence is clearly – talking right. about no, no no i know i know but it has nothing to do with the, plot. the next movie yeah. that's coming up it has nothing but that has nothing to do with the plot of the movie that was like him like again like that was outside I'm sure the it context does have of the to major do with movie. the plot of the next movie i'm sure it does thor yeah i yeah, know i understand I, what i'm saying is is that that is not from from opening credit scene to the end there wasn't like all of a sudden we had like a, a random person because that's what it sure. feels like in a lot of these movies yeah. like no like ant man like they just have like, oh yeah, that's right. There's a Tony Stark yeah. guy, and there's whatever, whatever. They had they had very little of that in that. I, I I just I just but, enjoyed it. Yeah, they I did reference the Avengers by name, but other than that, yeah. But that's a callback. It wasn't a part of the plot of the movie. Like the beginning of Ant Man, you have actually Tony Stark's father there. Right, yeah. It's a part of the. You that, know what I mean? Like and that whole scene with Falcon that was stupid. Yeah, that it's just you guys defended. It wasn't yeah. stupid. He had to show that he could go toe-to-toe with an Avenger. Come on now. All right. Anyway, it's my turn. <laughs> okay, it's my Sorry. Turn. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, so I'm somewhere in between Chris and Chad. Um, I, I, it started off very rough for me. Um, I think the biggest complaint I have of this whole movie is that it's very underwritten. I think it is very uh, underwritten. The characters are mostly terrible i think um dr strange is here, just here. a kind of douchier tony stark but like jo- exactly what josh was saying his humor is exactly the same he's just a little tiny bit more of a jerk christine rachel mcadams character out she she has nothing to do with yeah, this movie nothing to do. Out of the movie and nothing changes this uh, i don't want to get too i'm not going to get too in, into spoilers here but the uh scene where he first he comes back to the hospital and sees christine uh, was just a terrible the dumbest, scene. Just the dumbest. So yeah. dumb. Yep. Yeah. It was awful. Um, so, and and I especially agree with Chad when you said that the training stuff was way too brief. All of a sudden, he just yeah became powerful. Yep. Just in about three minutes, he was, oh, yep. now I'm one of the greatest people yep. who's ever lived. Photographic yeah. memory, um, Daniel. MD yeah. and PhD at I the guess, same time. I guess that was what he did. So, I have a lot of complaints and sort of the, the after I left the theater, it kept getting dumber, sort of the more I thought about it. But, man, I had a great time watching this movie, despite all of those problems. Um, it was so much fun to watch um, because I don't want to echo too much. I mean, you guys have already said it. This movie is incredible to watch. The visuals are just out of this world. It is some of the best I've ever seen. Obviously, you can't deny that it's very much inspired by the visuals of Inception, um, but still, it is, it, it's its own thing, and it looks it's, incredible. And it's, it's, the difference, it's the difference between Christopher Nolan wanting to do a grounded version of the world collapsing in on itself, and then this, this is like the most psychedelic mm-hmm. 1960s crazy jumping around nothing it call back to inception but i don't think it has anything the way they interact with it it has nothing to do with what inception i agree i'm not saying that as a negative thing i'm just saying yeah but beyond that though it has a lot of iconic images that were from the comics as well just fyi a lot of absolutely so so I, I loved I loved the visuals. I loved the action. It was really well orchestrated. So interesting to watch. So, yeah, I really had a great time with this movie. Uh, I definitely want to talk about some some stuff with spoilers. 
Um, but man, this was so much fun. So unfortunately that, that seems to be Marvel's thing recently, sort of underwritten, but you know, they're really nailing the action. I wish they would get a little more stronger, um, on the, on the writing side and developing the characters a little bit better because this movie could, I loved this movie. I really did. I loved this movie, but I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I could nitpick so many things. I could talk for a while about all the stupid little things that I didn't like. I have Um, a feeling that, that, and, and you brought it up again. Rachel McAdams' character, I have a feeling in the extended version of Doctor Strange, she has about 20 minutes more of screen time. Uh, and I have a feeling they just cut her character because you're right. It does seem a little strange. There, there's some leaps of of just kind of uh, timeline frame that just mm-hmm. that, that just doesn't seem to really work all that well. So I, I have a feeling either that or they're setting her up for the next one or whatever. But I, I just feel like she was underutilized and it's really strange that Rachel McAdams would agree to, to do it if at the beginning they had had that kind of uh, fleshed out character. But anyway, who knows? So, um, and in the comics, in the comics, her nurse character is, is a recurring character. So I would hope that that would be true because she was, man, that was, it was criminal how she was written in this movie for sure. Yeah. It was really stupid. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I they had a that. relationship, but then they but they weren't together. But yeah. then when he gets in the accident, they are together, but he's a jerk, so then they break it was just like Honestly, I kinda what? I kinda I, I know I kinda like that though, because it's not the typical like the oh, typical Lois Lane. I disagree. Yeah. I think it yeah. abs- it literally is the typical. Yeah. It's the it's the no. we need to be together, but we can't. And then and then no. she's just not there. And then she's just got yeah. no. It she was, just hates him. No, I love no, I love she that doesn't she said, hate him. The, the, no, no, I'm just what I'm saying is is that she had like a it, it, it's the love hate deal. But she you know she she has a name for you know his kind of relationship in the workplace. It's it's his name. What they, what did she call it? The strange strange maneuver, policy, strange, strange policy or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. I find it kind of charming. I thought it was interesting, and it wasn't just this. I don't know. I, it for was some reason, I, I Chris, you can't defend it. No, you can't know. defend it. Just stop. You can't. Just, just like a lot of the humor, a lot of the humor was forced humor. Like they were just trying to inject moments yeah. in there, and not much of it landed. I oh, love some of the terrible. stuff with the cloak was kind of funny. Oh, it was so like, good. That's about it. Like, Listen, I didn't really laugh much. You're right. The, the spoilers. The, the yeah the. The number, uh, the ratio of attempted jokes that totally missed in this movie is pretty high. Yeah. I mean, like no laughter. Did you get any laughter? So I went. So maybe it was because I was a little delirious. I had just run a half marathon before seeing this movie. <laughs> well, there you go. So I was sitting down and enjoying my seat very much. And as I was watching, there, there's a sequence when he is learning uh, that he meets um, the what is the librarian? The librarian. Character. Oh, don't even yeah. know. Chris. What is his, no. his name? Wong. Uh, Wong. His name's Wong. <laughs> yeah, and he and he says my name's Wong, and he just, he goes on a litany list of of Sing pop star yeah. yeah. terrible. That was so I, I, bad. Honestly, well, I, I, I couldn't stop my laughter. I'm I was actually, having such a. I'm actually with you, Chris. It started off really bad, and it and, it, and the joke was so long and uncomfortable that it kind of turned around and became funny. I think, I but just a little. I, 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 maybe it's because I was delirious, but I, I, I could Well, no, you would have liked it. Let's be honest. I, could, I know, right? I, I just couldn't stop laughing because it was awkward. It was supposed to be awkward. It's not supposed to be like, we're telling a joke. We're going to set it up, and then here's the punchline. It was just awkwardness. But there was a lot I, of that I, in this movie, though. Well, yeah. actually, what? that's one of the things that bothered me about this movie was, yeah. and that joke in particular was a great example of it. Oh, I, boy. I don't. I'm not sure why it felt it had to ground itself in our universe. It's the Marvel universe, but it felt the need to ground itself in 2016 America. And I'm not sure why exactly. Like a, a lo- references to things in real life outside the comic books just feels weird to me because that's not how comic books are really. Yeah, and and it didn't occur to me until you said that, but also it doesn't seem like that would be Strange's character either. Like, yeah, that too. Why, why is it, he listening felt, to Katy Perry? Like, that, that, that's that why. Work. Yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me is like the same sense of humor as everyone else, even though it doesn't fit with how they've established this guy so far. Anyways, yeah, I mean, we can have a discussion about that, but I think it's going to be off topic. So, I, yeah. I'm all I'm saying is in that moment, I kind of enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it. I, there's there's several of those moments that I I kind of had a good time with. Yeah, even but, though I I've heard I've heard criticisms of them, I was just like, I don't I don't know why. Yeah, I just I kind of had a good time. Most of them were unfunny, but the cape wiping tears was freaking yeah. hilarious. Oh, that yeah, was, that was great. great. 
so before we get into spoilers, uh, we're all going to go around and say if we want to see it in th- if you should see it in theaters or not. So Chris, should they see oh. it in theaters? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> this movie is is made for theaters. It is the most theaterist movie that has been made. Yeah, yes. cool, maybe. Is most it is magical. Yes, absolutely. No, if you're a fan of the Marvel universe, you've already seen this movie. Let's be honest. It's making a bunch of money at the at the box office. It's doing very well. It's critically acclaimed. But it is definitely is definitely worth seeing in the highest quality theater you can find. So if that's IMAX or if that's uh, Atmos or if that's whatever it is, see it in 3D. Um, it's worth it. It's it's wonderful. So it is. I, I'm the only one who didn't see it in 3D. So you do say. Oh, you. You need oh to see man. It in 3D. Yes. Well, I have, I have movie pass, so I can't. Yeah. I can't. See, that's sad to me. Yes, I think it adds a whole different layer. In fact, after I saw it with a group of people, and afterwards, the 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 first thing that we talked about was how wonderful the three. I never, I hate seeing things in 3D, but everybody was telling me we should go see it in 3D. So I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it for this one. And I, I'm very glad that I did. It it did make a difference on my, right. you know, enjoyment. Good. No, Josh, what say you? What Chris said about if you're a Marvel fan, you've already seen it, so I can neither dissuade you nor persuade you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it depends what your predilections as a moviegoer are. It's fine. It's competent. If you like movies that are anywhere near like this, sure, go see it. Um, personally, uh, what I started out by saying about IMAX 3D, I, I stand by IMAX might be worth it. I, I'm i not sure, but I found the 3D aspect, while it had its purpose in the movie, to be distracting during most of the content of the movie. So I would say go see it, but don't worry about 3D. And maybe don't, don't worry about IMAX. It depends. Don't listen to Josh. Yeah, don't do. listen to me. I don't wear glasses. listen to Josh. <laughs> I wore contacts for this movie, though, for the record. You didn't do the glasses on top of glasses. That's why. No, I have to that's do every terrible. Time. That's a terrible yeah, experience. It, it is. Uh, Chad, theaters or no theaters? I absolutely detest 3D, and I can't remember. I I do not ever recommend seeing a movie in 3D, and I do not see movies in 3D. And Star Wars. Star Wars. I also have. Well, that's true. Seeing it in laser IMAX 3D is life changing, but there's that only comes around <laughs> once every year, or so. I also have Movie Pass, and it is so I debated because it doesn't let you use, you know, 3D. And mm. I just like Chris, I had heard so many people talk about how it was a worthwhile uh, 3D experience that I went ahead and bit the bullet and bought another ticket, even though I've got Movie Pass. And it's so worth it. It is absolutely worth it. And I trust me, folks, I hate 3D with a passion, yeah. hate it. And I can't imagine seeing not seeing this movie in 3D. It is it's one of those movies, and Josh mentioned them. It's it's Prometheus, it's Life of Pi. Although those two are a little are better, but it's movies that are enhanced by seeing it in 3D. So I would say see it in the theater, see it in 3D on the biggest screen possible. But it's not a great movie, but visually it's it's a feast. Yep, I agree. Uh, you've already seen it, but if for some reason you wanted to wait, don't. Go see it in the big screen because it's yeah. definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah, at home, this would be probably pretty underwhelming. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so let's move into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the ending of the movie. It was um, so good. It was yes, so good. I loved so I loved a, a lot of different aspects of the way it ended. Um, specifically, I, I loved the time loop, but I also loved that he didn't even defeat the big bad guy. He yeah. just made a deal. Uh, I, I thought it was really a, a nice twist on it. 
My favorite bit is that this was not a blue laser shining into the sky, yes. destroying a, a city. And in fact, what it was, because I, I feel like there were people sitting in, in a room somewhere like, we can't destroy the city. Uh, you know, that just can't happen. We'll destroy the city and people will get pissed off and get really upset. And another superhero has destroyed everything. And so they do a reverse. Just mm. that, that entire Hong Kong scene is Unbelievably great. The, the, everything is going back into place. And He's man, using in this 3D, power. it's amazing. Oh man, it's so good. Everything's going back into place. It's all being rebuilt, and and the bad guys are slowly trying to understand what's going on, but they're stuck in the time loop themselves. And the, you know, the, the um, it's just there's so many layers there. Yeah. And then yeah, the fact that like you said. I enjoyed. I, I like his little quips. I loved the conversation he has with the big bad, and yeah. I found out afterwards that I, that is actually him. Benedict Cumberbatch's voice is the right. big bad guy as well, which blew my mind. It was really great. I, I love that. So anyway, it just you know, the ending was not your typical superhero. You know, everything gets destroyed. He kills the bad guy. Yeah. You know, this is more like you said. It's kind of morally ambiguous. It's almost like. Mm-hmm. And they even make a point of that to say, well, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you, you've got what you've got and you've got to maybe do, make some some bad deals along the way in order to yeah. uh, to save something. You know, it's just it's yeah. it's kind of kind of great. I think this is one of the stronger third acts of a Marvel movie yeah. uh, out of any of them. Probably one of the stronger I, third acts. I, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's the best ending to a superhero movie Ever, maybe, maybe uh, Dark, Knight, Dark Knight, but I mean, like it's it's a really great ending to a to a problem where you got this huge omni, this god. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do with that other than what they did? You know, it yeah. was. I thought it was really good. Really well. Written. I'm gonna have to agree with you on most of that, uh, except for we the can. fact, except for the fact that I mean, can you trust Dormammu, the leader, the ruler of the dark dimension, to abide by his word? But apart no. from apart from that, I agree with you that it is a it is a great twist on the normal superhero solution to things. Yes, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to watch the last 20 minutes of this movie again just to kind of because I, I as I was sitting in there, I was kind of getting goosebumps just because it wasn't the typical I'm going to shoot you with my laser beam thingy and and then we're all going to shoot each other together and then eventually you will die and go away. I, I just thought it was really morally gray, mm-hmm. um, really clever. Sure. And to carry out the morally gray, the fact that we, you know, we learned that the Ancient One has been, you know, yeah. taking power from the Dark Realm so that she could live to do good. I love film. I love stuff like that where things aren't always as they seem and that we always we always find that a character that we think is one thing is actually another. And so I, do, I did like the fact that this movie did at least seem to portray one thing while at the core it was like, but I need to do what I need to do to make things work. And so when and, it explores those themes, that's really interesting to me. And going right along with that, that the way they teased that the guy who is most rigid on yep. the good path is about to become the villain. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. and, and, and not just, but, but doing what he actually, I, I can't pronounce his name, but he is a very good actor. Uh, Chiwetel, 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 Chiwetel. Chiwetel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, he he is spectacular. Yeah, he's a great about everything he's ever been in. I mean, he really yeah. is great. Um, I feel like he was in um, Children of Men, Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, sorry, wasn't were... he in Serenity? Uh, go ahead. My only complaint with him, I th- or not with him, but I because I, he was fantastic. But my only complaint is that um, I know he's being set up to be a villain, and that's great. So I, I, and he'll do really well at that. But for this movie. It's another Marvel movie with another black sidekick. It's like the fourth one. Every there is that. Every single one of these guys has a black sidekick. It's like that's a little weird. And everyone was mad about Tilda Swinton, right? Because the ancient one's supposed to be like actually Asian. Yeah. Well, the problem was, and and I totally, I, I totally understand why. And they 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 give a good uh, reason why they. Uh, they cast her rather than uh, someone who was Asian um, was because the character itself is stereotypical Asian. Um, and if right. they would have, if they would have cast an Asian care occasion, an Asian actor, they would have accused them of racism. That's right. See, that's and the if, problem. You can't win for losing these days. No, 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 no. But this is what, this is what Marvel <laughs> said. And they said, they said, what we did was, and I thought this was interesting for Tilda, but they, they, they cast a unique 
person who you would not normally think of. So it was a, it's a woman, a bald headed woman gave her this, this backstory. And so I, I feel like they did a good, a good enough job with that, with not like totally sure. Like, a minority. She's Celtic. That's yeah, a minority. And plus, you know, and there were, <laughs> listen, there were other minorities in this movie as well. And plus Dr. Strange is what the character is. And so if you cast a white character as a sidekick, then the complaint would be there are no African American characters in here. So again, Sure. Can't I'm not, win I'm just, for losing. I'm just saying, uh, why do they all have black sidekicks? It's like it's like a thing. It's it's just weird. It's just weird. Well, we're getting, and we're that getting was a good part. Black that was the black yeah, panther. I think it's sure, but I think it's reductive to just call him quote unquote the sidekick. He was anyway. He had a beefy part. Let me just say he he's an incredible actor, and he was in Serenity. Um, he was the the, the assassin in Serenity. Um, I, I think he is fantastic. Um, I, I love him and I cannot wait to see him in the next, the next Dr. Strange movie. Cause I think he will make an excellent villain. Cause he's played one very, very well in serenity with, with nuance. And that's what immediately when I saw him in this movie, I was like, well, I can't believe he's not playing the villain. Cause he does a really good. And then, Oh, I see it. He's going to be the, the zealot who is you know stringent upon these rules. Um, and I think we'll have a very good counterpoint to Dr. Strange because as we point out, the ancient one was tapping into uh, the the dark dimension, and now Doctor Strange is going to do that too. So it's it's very interesting to have a character who is a hero who is tapping into the dark dimension. Like I, I, that, this is just very different than any of these other. Most of the other Marvel heroes are just that they're heroes, and this one is definitely that moral gray of like, hey, can we use bad to do good? Is that cool? Is that okay? Are there any response? Any, any you know any problems we're going to run into? Are there going to be any uh, any of that stuff? So I, I think I think it's fascinating. I think it'll be a really good series. Yeah, and you should also yeah. we should also say too that. Unlike a lot of the Marvel movies, Doctor Strange 2 has not been greenlit. It is sitting at 325 million worldwide after the first weekend, <laughs> 85 domestic and 240 foreign. So I imagine that it that it will. Well, also, and this is spoiler, so I can say it, but we found out that the um, I can't remember the relic's name, the eye that he wears is an Infinity Stone. An Infinity Stone. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I mean that that does say. More than likely, I and mean, I think we already know this. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but he'll be in um, the Avengers film. Yeah, he know, will. Because yeah, that's, that's necessary for Thanos to to be able to complete the Infinity Gauntlet. So it, it'll just be. Eh, I know that because I'm a nerd. Um, so I'm sure that that will be. You know, that'll be a big deal. So we'll see. They only have so many movies they can make in a year, right? I mean, oh, we're gonna so go to three. Movies. Three are coming out next year. Four movies. Yeah, uh, and let we'll me see. say, let me say one more thing. I, I know we've already seen it, and I don't know that we had a chance to talk about it again. But that Logan trailer is so good. Yes. It is so good. I have such high it, hopes for that movie. So good in in the sense that it gives away nothing, and we have no idea what we're talking about. It gives away the tone, and that's all about? I need to know. Gives away the tone. The tone is Johnny Cash. It's beautiful, man. Josh, are you trying to say that music doesn't play a role in making creating tone? Of course it does. Yeah. No, I I didn't say that at all. I just said of that course. Like, it's it's a mutant movie with Johnny Cash. Oh and, my gosh, you know, whatever. Josh. It's fine. It's fine. And with that, oh, we'll move into our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. Welcome to Top 3, and this week we're going to be discussing our favorite movie-slash-TV doctors. I can't wait to dive in to this topic. Um, So the four of us have prepared three picks each for our favorite doctors in media. And uh, Chad, I'm going to let you go with your number three pick for best doctor in cinema or television. Okay, so I definitely went with the. I went back and forth trying to decide if I were was going to do favorite movie with the Doctor or just the Doctor, and I ultimately decided to do the Doctor. And this was kind of difficult because I have I have several that I really like the character, and then I have that are like iconic characters. So I I hope we get a chance to talk about honorable mentions because I had some that I felt like were just too big for my list. So I tried to find. So what I tried to do was find ones that resonated with me (laughs) throughout the years. And so some of these I don't care. I don't care if you make fun of me. I don't care. So my number three. And I know I know Daniel doesn't even remember this because he wasn't even born. I'm sure. 
But back in the day, Michael J. Fox was a big movie star, guys. He was a big movie star. And he did this movie called Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Remember the movie Doc Hollywood? I truly do not. Nope, sorry. (laughs) Of course you don't. Where he goes to a small town, and he's like a big city doctor, and he comes back, and he has to work under this real cantankerous old doctor that is the, the town doctor. And it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. And I've probably so – it's a romantic comedy, and it, it is a, probably skews more towards romance than it does comedy. But I watched it when I was younger probably two or three uh, dozen times, and I just loved it. I lo- absolutely loved it. So if you've never seen it, I haven't seen it in a while. I'm not sure if it still, still stands up. But it's I'm pretty 80s. sure it's it's 1991 was when it came out. Oh, is it really? Yeah, all nine, right, 91. It, and so it was. Right, it was. Right. I was still in high school. Uh, Daniel was not born. Negative one. <laughs> awesome. Um, oh, man. But it was it was a big hit during the day. But uh, it's a really really good movie. It's the kind of movie that they don't really make anymore. It's just an overtly sweet, nice, good, wholesome movie. So anyway, Doc Hollywood for me. Awesome. All right, Daniel. How about number three for you? So I didn't spend a lot of time researching this. Um, Thank you, Daniel. So I, off the top of my head, I could think of precious few uh, film doctors. So I did turn to TV for my number three, but it's a character who is fantastic, and that would be Dr. House from House. Uh, you, just, I, you just took Josh's number one, I guarantee it. <laughs> do you like House? Josh, I am not he's, obligated to comment at this say. time. Okay, I can neither confirm or deny. I, I keep I going. I'm just making a prediction. House. Just making a prediction. I, I love you. House. It is so monotonous and and it 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 uh, repeats itself constantly. But Doctor yeah. House is a great character. And his so leg fun. hurts all the time. Man. It hurts. <laughs> what the he, need, he needs that Vicodin. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. No. Doctor House is fantastic. Great show. No doubt. Josh, how about you, man? Number three. So my number three comes from both TV and I think there's been a movie or two and I feel bad. I feel bad claiming this a little bit because I'm so far behind on the mythology and so just not totally in the universe. But the little that I have seen, I really enjoyed. So my number three is Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Oh my gosh. Maybe you just changed my entire oof. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, I forget Doctor Who. Man, that's amazing. Awesome. Good good, good pick. I love it. Okay, for me, my number three is for my favorite film of all time, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Alan Grant. He is <laughs> spectacular. Uh, you know, he, he knows how those velociraptors work and uh, save those I think kids. you stole so- my shtick for my number two. So, Chris, no, can no. I ask you a question? Is that really your third favorite Doctor of all time, or do you just love that movie so much you had to get it on the list? Let's just be. <laughs> when I was there. thinking about Doctors, actually, when when we when uh, who was it? Daniel, I think you. Yes. Uh, the first Doctor that came to mind was Doctor Grant. So because of uh, Jurassic no. Park, okay. it wasn't Doctor Sayus. Doctor Sayus. Doctor Sayus. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> what is your number two Doctor? This was the one that I really struggled with because I had two or three that were either going to be number two or honorable mention. And so I went back and forth, went back and forth. And this this one comes from my college years. And it was a character that really, really grew on me. I thought it was very, very funny. And that is Dr. Evil. He paid <laughs> me $1 million to, oh, uh, to say that. $100 million. $100 million. So... Uh, Dr. Evil is one of those characters that's completely ridiculous, and this back when uh, uh, Mike Myers was actually making movies that were somewhat humorous and funny, and it's hard for you guys to know this because you were just babies, babies. but it was very culturally significant film uh, when those movies first came out. They were huge hits. Mike Myers was a huge star, and it just like the Jim Carrey kinds of movies, people went around quoting those lines all the time. So again, I was trying to find movies that or doctors that actually impacted my life. No, not in a significant way, but there you go. So it's Doctor Evil for me. I think it was most of us were alive back then, Chad. Yeah, most but, of but us babies. Were. Daniel, number two, man. 
What do yes. you got? Yes. Speaking of doctors that impacted our lives, uh, this is a, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's Goodwill Hunting. So we have Dr. Sean McGuire, Robin Williams' character Great from Goodwill pick. Hunting. Incredible character. Um, makes you cry. Just, um, you know, it's it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. What a great pick. What a great pick. All right, Josh, number two for you. I can't believe you did that, Daniel. <laughs> you did that. You're welcome. Okay. So that was my number two. I can only assume he has Yay. a PhD. It's, it's not your and fault. That, that's, that's what I meant by you stole my shtick for a doctor for number three, Chris, because I'm assuming Alan Grant doesn't have an MD. He just has a PhD. But And I assume the same for Dr. McGuire, but... I, I don't think they ever actually refer to his degree, but he's teaching at a college, even though it's a community college. So I can only assume. Hey, what well, you got against yeah. community colleges? Nice. There's. I got nothing <laughs> against it. I just don't know whether they require PhDs to teach classes. Okay, that's fair. Wow. All right. Okay. So for my number two, it's already been said, but I think it is worth saying again. House MD. Yes. Uh, he is such a great character. That show was fantastic, and I miss it. I I started mm. watching his new series on Hulu. And I just missed House more. Um, yeah. So, all right, Chad, what is your number one pick? Now, again, I need to say this one more time. You keep doing I this, need dude. To just say own this. it. Hey, <laughs> just own I, I, it. I, okay, but this one is, I really need to. So, He's putting meat on the bones of this segment, Chris. Just let him go. we have a chance <laughs> to discuss the pantheon of great movie and television doctors, yeah. I will contribute to that conversation, okay? <laughs> but my number one doctor, I went to the world of television, and the, the, without question, the number one doctor who has been with me for almost 14 years of television oh, Lord. is oh, Dr. Derek Don't. Shepard. Oh, I'm not going to say Meredith Grey, but Dr. Derek Shepard, the world's it's... greatest neurosurgeon from Grey's Anatomy, is number one in you, the world and in my heart. Believe. 14 believe, years, really? What, in my heart. Happening? In my heart. I can't believe it's 14 right. years. Listen, yes, it's been a long time. Let me check. How long has Grey's Anatomy been up? There's but no it's, way it's 14 years. Yes, yes it is. Absolutely it, true. Oh, yeah, my I word. I think it's entering its 15th season. That's yep. a problem. No, we're just starting. We're, we're just starting season 14. 14. All right. So, oh. Anyway, Derek Shepard, okay? And may he rest in peace. Thank you. I'm done. Oh, wow. spoiler, 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 wow. spoiler. Oh my God. Listen, we already talked about this. We already talked about this. I didn't know, I didn't no, know he we did died. Not. We did not. On I don't the, even know who this guy is. Podcast, on the podcast. Oh, my gosh. That's all right. So, Daniel, what about you? Please redeem us. What's your number I one pick? I am shocked that nobody has said this before me. I thought Chad was going to when he started talking about... And then he said Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he started talking about Michael J. Fox... Of course, Doc the best Brown. doctor in film history is Doc Brown. Come yes. on, back yeah, to the that's future. A good pick. Yeah. yeah, to the future. He is the best. That is a Are very. Sure? Good, I mean, like, did he have an online degree or? Like, Doesn't uh, matter. He's not. <laughs> He's he's the, yeah, he's, he's Doc Brown. He's first the of all, movie doc. he, he invented about time travel. Doc, that counts. His PhD <laughs> yeah. is he invented time travel, Josh. That's right. That's right. Who cares? All right, Josh. His name is Emmett, actually. Dr. Emmett Brown. All right, Josh, what is your number one pick? I'm gonna, I, I feel like I may have been able just, to. Just go ahead and skip me. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> You're welcome. Go ahead and do no, it. No, maybe I'm wrong. What is it? Number one for you. No, my number one is absolutely Dr. House. Yes. For all the reasons yeah. that Daniel said, it's so completely good. repetitive and formulaic, and I love that show so very much. Oh, good. Absolutely. Is it because Absolutely. he's a complete jerk and you have empathy for that, him? I have, yes. Mm. The character identified me with me in ways that I didn't think was possible, <laughs> from the Vicodin addiction all the way down to pushing away everyone who loves him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, for me, you know, this this doctor, I spent so many years um, with her. She she saved uh, one of my very favorite captains from the clutches of the Borg. She uh, helped uh, an entire crew realize that they were stuck in time loops. And of course, I'm talking about Dr. Beverly Crusher. She is the best doctor in cinematic television history. And uh, I, I loved each and every moment I got to spend with Dr. Mm. Beverly Crusher. So better than my, the computer doctor. Yeah. So first of all, Derek better Shepard's than, better. But let me let me ask you this: for us non-Trekkies, <laughs> could you give me a little context? Where, where did she fall in that universe? She's the uh, doctor. 
I was going to say, I, I don't feel like I need to tell anybody where Dr. Beverly Crusher is from. No, but she's from Star Trek The Next Generation, folks. There you go. And, uh, yeah, thank you for letting me clarify that for those who don't know. And if you don't know, I think they're all still available on Netflix. I felt like they were about to take them down for some reason. But if it, it's still available, you need that. GMG's on Netflix? If you, it was. Uh, oh. if, uh, if, if, if you've not seen that and you're debating watching mascots, mascots. or not, I mean, let's watch TNG, all right? Next Generation, that's going to change your life, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Apples to persimmons. Right. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's the best show ever made. All right, we're going to wrap up with that, and I don't know what happened. I don't Honorable know how we got Grey's Anatomy in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Honorable mentions. Chad, how about no, you? No, it's what? over. The segment's Whoops. over. No, no, I have to your redeem bliss. myself. So my, I had I had a couple of honorable mentions. I had Doc Brown, of course, and then I had two more. One was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Because yes. he's great, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, film villains of all time. And then the other he one, was- I thought for sure. And if Melody had been on the podcast, I know she would have picked it. Doctor yeah. Indiana Jones. How did we not have oh. Indiana Jones Man, on yeah. the list? So I totally forgot. Those are my honorable mentions. Yes. All right, Daniel. How about you? Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh. uh- Outside of most superhero villains, uh, no, I don't. They're just all of them. Right, exactly. That's all I got. Hi, Josh. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I didn't really um, think that far into it. But since you mentioned at the beginning of the segment that we would talk about honorable mentions, I came up with one. And that is Ted Danson as Becker for about the same reasons as House. I don't know who that is. No one. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Chad knows who it is. Oh, Joshua. I had Hannibal on my list as well, almost instead of Alan Grant, but uh, I had to put Alan Grant in there first. And then, of course, Dr. McCoy from the original Star Trek series and all of the Star Trek films as well. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, guys, we'll have a lot of fun talking with you guys about our favorite doctors. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up in a great time. Just wanted to mention a couple of things. We're going to be reviewing Arrival next time, so look out for that episode. And we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to us, let us know how you'd like for us to improve the show. It's really important to hear from you. Uh, it really does make a difference. In fact, I was just with a, a listener of the show this weekend, and he was talking about how much he missed us. So if you miss us, let us know if there's a topic you want us to talk about or a top three that you think would be fun or interesting or even a movie that we haven't seen that you'd like for us to discuss. Let us know and we'll make that happen because we want to make this awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will see you next time on The Screeners. And that's a wrap. You've heard what The Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.